with blockchain stuff, the plan seems to be to destroy the centralized internet. And some people on the centralized internet seem to be showing love. Are they trying to co-opt us? Like the $10 million question is, is someone going to destroy Facebook? Or is Facebook just going to co-opt whatever someone else builds like they did with Snapchat? My mission in life, I feel, is to get people to come out of their privacy, to embrace digital real estate. Hi, Derek Bernard here, producer of the Hacker Noon podcast. On today's episode, Trent interviews Mabad Mogadam, co-founder of the digital media company Genius, formerly Rap Genius, and co-founder of the wiki-based online encyclopedia Everipedia, where he served as chief community officer. They discuss blockchain, the future of the internet, and what projects he's currently working on. It's a great episode. Stick around. Greetings, hackers. The rumors are true. We've been building Hacker Noon 2.0 from scratch, and it starts with community.hackernoon.com. Sign up today to reserve your handle for Hacker Noon 2.0 and talk shop with other contributors, shareholders, and team members in our community forum. Share your thoughts, interact with friends, check out our product progress roadmap, our AMA series with movers and shakers from the tech industry, or simply introduce yourself to other hackers. Friends are waiting for you at community.hackernoon.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Modbud. And uh, did I get that right? I hope I got that right. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, you know, languages have different phonologies. So okay. <laughs> um, well, anyways, uh, tell us a bit about who you are and what you're working on. I am a hacker nooner. I am. Uh, so I started, I, I went to law school and then I started Genius, which is a very big wiki site for lyrics. You know, a lot of celebrities use it to break down their own lyrics uh one of the biggest sites on the internet and then i left in 2014 and in 2015 i launched everpedia which is now trying to be the crypto wikipedia i don't even know what to call it like we have an iq token and the vision is for anyone who puts knowledge on the internet to increase their iq Mm-hmm. So like literally, you know, knowledge is power is money. So yeah, there's a lot of metaphors in there. And, uh, can you talk a little bit about the vision for Everpedia and why you started this? So a site that I think is a huge, huge breakthrough is steam it. Mm-hmm. Not just steam it, but steam. I'm kind of getting, I'm, I've been in the weeds of the steam community for the past couple of weeks and I'm really just, amazed at what they built. Dan Larimer built it. And that's the whole vision for how a crypto social network is going to operate. Yep. And then Steemit is the one that got traction. It became Alexa top 1000. But uh, there were other dApps on Steam, like DTube, which was decentralized YouTube, mm-hmm. or Steam Monsters, which is like, you know, uh, video decentralized, like video game characters. So with IQ, the vision is to make this the internet knowledge cryptocurrency. Whenever you're putting knowledge, like if you go on my old site, Genius, you actually on on Genius, you get IQ points for annotating lyrics. But if you could just get IQ tokens, that would be insane. That would be revolutionary change. 
Yeah. So that's what Everpedia wants to do. Like, so we have uh, Everpedia, that's like our Wikipedia. And then we're launching uh, Predict, which is going to be a betting platform, like for predictions of the future. And IQ&A, which is going to be like Quora. Okay, cool. And, you know, more and more, hopefully, as, uh, as time goes by. And uh, so we were talking a little bit before we were recording and, uh, you know, you've, you've got some interesting things to say about Wikipedia, which is, you know, your, your major competitor. Can you talk a little bit about Wikipedia and like, you know, you've got, you've got a Wikipedia page now. Like, how did that come to be? There, yeah. There's some colorful things on there. Yeah. So I have such a textured relationship with uh, <laughs> Wikipedia and like uh, the same, similar to my textured relationship with Facebook and Zuck. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Larry Sanger, who's the chief information officer at Everpedia is the co-founder of Wikipedia. And he's been a good friend of mine for years. He was a big fan of genius. He thought that we're really doing some cool web 2.0 wiki stuff. So Mm -hmm. he joined us over at Everpedia. And then one thing that's interesting, so uh, in my limbo year, before I started uh, uh, Everpedia, I got verified on Quora. It was the only social network where I ever got like a checkmark verified account. <laughs> and I kind of became a hit. I started posting like funny answers and they would go viral. And I got into beef with Jimmy Wales. Jimmy Wales, who's the like the, the co-founder of Wikipedia, is an investor and a big community guy in Quora. So I started dissing him because I'm friends with Larry. And I'd be like, you know, screw you. You're not the real founder of Wikipedia. Larry's the real founder. <laughs> and he just got so bitchy. And then, you know, I ended up, so, so I got, I got my uh, Wikipedia page taken down. Someone wrote me one in 2013 and it was taken down. Mm-hmm. And that got me into Everpedia. Like Sam, I gave a talk at UCLA and Sam showed me my Everpedia. <laughs> huge and this is like right after i had had the beef with jimmy wales and then i finally I, I was telling you i finally got my wikipedia after getting humiliated on sasha baron cohen so like they gave me a troll wikipedia page yeah. and like break i guess i guess they wanted to like kill my motivation and then i'm just trying to get it deleted now so <laughs> and my everpedia is definitely better yeah well um, and i Telling you that they get their funding from Google. It's it's kind of an open secret, but all of Wikipedia's nonprofit and donations and we need you to donate dollars is fake. They get a carte blanche of funding from Google. Yeah, and I I mean, as a source, I've lost a lot of trust in it personally over the especially in recent years. But it sounds like as a source it never really was that reliable. Um, it's well, always there had can issues. always be a competitor, right? There can always be a competitor. There should there always should be monoliths. But I got to say, I'm I'm dissing left and right just because I've learned from hip hop music. But <laughs> I love Wikipedia. It's my favorite site. I I go on it all the time, and I like a lot of people. I'm a huge huge rabbit hole addict. Yeah, Where you just go jumping from page to page, and like the internet average for a page spent on a unique visit is two. And on Wikipedia, it's seven. Mm-hmm. So people are rabbit holing like crazy. And the vision of Everpedia is basically to increase the rabbit hole. Yes. Like you click on my page and it says he started Genius. And then you click on Genius page and Genius says 
it's based in Brooklyn. And you click Brooklyn's page and it tells you the history of the city, the borough of Brooklyn. So we're just trying to increase the rabbit hole to, to every proper noun. Like we want every object on the internet. You know, why should there be Crunchbase? Why should there be LinkedIn? Why should there be famousbirthdays.com? These are all just like jank Wikipedia. So yeah. we can just simplify them all. Greetings, hackers. The rumors are true. We've been building Hacker Noon 2.0 from scratch, and it starts with community.hackernoon.com. Sign up today to reserve your handle for Hacker Noon 2.0 and talk shop with other contributors, shareholders, and team members in our community forum. Share your thoughts, interact with friends, check out our product progress roadmap, our AMA series with movers and shakers from the tech industry, or simply introduce yourself to other hackers. Friends are waiting for you at community.hackernoon.com. Well, and it's it's just about aggregating all of this data into one place. Because as you said, there's all these websites that do all of this. And it's like, why isn't there just one data source? Um, that seems like a fairly logical thing. And I mean, Wikipedia did kind of accomplish that, but then it got convoluted for sure. Um, I mean, I, I personally don't even have a Wikipedia page uh, apparently I'm, I'm not internet famous enough. I, I haven't pissed off enough people yet. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, I've got friends who have them and I'm like, how, how did that happen? And then I got other friends who don't. And I'm like, wait, you're 10 times like more successful than the guy I know who has one. I'm like, okay, this doesn't really make any sense. So a big factor is race and gender. Like it's been systematically proven that, uh, it's harder if you're a female person of color to get a Wikipedia biography page. Yeah, I could see that. Editors are very, very, you know, they're basically all white male software developers. To, that's who edits Wikipedia. Um, and our, so the most popular... Things are making sense for me now. <laughs> the most popular page in Everpedia history is Cardi B. And like, obviously she has a Wikipedia now. But yeah. for years, she was famous, and anyone who would Google search Cardi B Wiki would go to her Everpedia. Really? That's interesting. I mean, that's, that's pretty symbolic. And our second most popular page in, of all time is Mariah Lynn, who is Cardi B's competitor. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, I, I got to ask, so like, what, what the hell happened with the Sasha Baron Cohen thing? Did, did you finally get trolled by someone oh. else? goodness yeah well i i used to i now i got a good attitude i was so humiliated for a while because like he made like he made me put stuff in my pants <laughs> really freaky i even even before i found out it was a prank i went home and i couldn't stop crying so i i really had felt uh, assaulted he the, yeah it was like assault but i guess now i should just like you know <laughs> you're just trying to have fun and i shouldn't i shouldn't have made it I wrote an essay about it and I kind of blame part of my, my guilt on my Persian upbringing. Like I'm brought up in like this Persian Eastern upbringing where this guy mm -hmm. made me put stuff in my pants and I was just so humiliated and a little bit of the backstory. Like I totally believed his ruse. I thought that I was going on an Italian billionaires TV show to talk about Everpedia. And they told me that the Italian billionaire is best friends with Bill Gates. So I just did not want to piss off the Italian billionaire. Yeah. This was, it came out when Everpedia had just raised $30 million. But when I was doing this, Everpedia had gotten like 
120K seed funding. So for me, the idea that I could get FaceTime with Bill Gates was very, very exciting. Yeah, that's that's pretty screwed up. I mean, for them to position it that way, um, because it's like it's one thing to like, you know, falsely represent themselves as something else. But it's like another thing to like make it sound like they're going to intro you to Bill Gates or like, you know, that it's this billionaire, especially when you're in the middle of a crowd, like, or just in the middle of raising money. And, you know, that's, that's pretty messed up, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for a while, the right after my brain surgery, after you get brain surgery, they make you take steroids. So that, like your brain doesn't explode. And on the steroids, I was crazy. And I'm like, I'm going to sue this guy. I'm going to sue this guy. But now I'm just trying to chill. At the end of the day, I still have the award. When they gave me on the when I was on the fake show, the Italian guy gave me an award. And for okay. a while, I was thinking I should throw away the award. But now I'm glad that I kept it. <laughs> and and let's talk a little about that. So you, you got, got my Wikipedia, right? That's all I wanted. I started a whole company because they wouldn't let me out of Wikipedia. This motherfucker got me my Wikipedia. So, so thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, God. And of course, that's the thing that they put front and center on your page. It's like they finally give you a Wikipedia page, and then that's what they put front and center is about what happened on that TV show, which is just ridiculous. But like, they don't even have any of my piano videos. You go to my Everpedia, like, the main thing you see on my Everpedia is my piano videos, which, like, you know, what I actually do is I play piano. The whole internet stuff is just to make money. Mm hmm. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit that, but that about that as well. Like I play guitar myself and like, I, I love music. Music's amazing, but making money with music these days is like almost impossible. I don't know. No, I think I in, mean, in some ways it's easier. At least it, it's becoming more and more decentralized. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I, I remember, so Lil Pump is one of the top five all time Everpedia pages. And I remember he came up out of nothing. And suddenly he had a song with Kanye West. And I was like, what the hell? And then now I was listening to his song with Lil Wayne on the top 40 uh, pop rap station. Yeah. So we made that guy. Like he's, uh, he's someone who uh, cites like Everpedia and Rap Genius uh, created him. And that's way better than like some like rich music executive in Hollywood being the picking someone out of our, yeah. Yeah, I know. I hear you. And then you dealt with, uh, and then you've dealt with some health stuff. So you, as you mentioned, uh, you know, you had a second brain surgery, so you had to have brain surgery once like in 2013. Yeah. And then you've had, just had to have a second one cause they didn't completely get everything the first time. Yeah, What's the, that experience been like? The, the crazy thing is both times were one month after I joined Equinox. <laughs> joining equinox again and equinox gave me a full refund for the second time and i told them to blacklist me <laughs> never join the gym <laughs> i got it was kind of i was so traumatized by the sasha baron cohen i think that was kind of a, a proximate cause and i had an epileptic seizure which was pretty scary Jeez. but uh it's been it's been productive overall. Like so so now the the actress from Game of Thrones wrote an essay that she had brain surgery twice. So I'm kind of uh, hoping people will just think she's my soul sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, are you doing better now? Your health doing all right? 
Yeah, I got, well, I got a follow-up MRI and it's looking all good. And before the follow-up MRI, I totally thought uh, I have, you know, something's, something's back, but I think I'm just kind of twitchy. I'm just going to be kind of shaky and twitchy for a while, but. Well, I'm glad you're uh, back on your feet and uh, feeling better. And I mean, better be a little twitchy and be alive, right? Yeah, well, even, even if I was, uh, you know, truly incapacitated i would just want my brain to be on to see what happens with blockchain and crypto now that i'm so invested in it like i Mm -hmm. I just got onto bitcoin as a passive investor and when we launched everpedia i never thought that it was going to have anything to do with cryptocurrency but uh one thing i had in common with sam who's the president is that he mined bitcoin when he was in college okay we would just always talk about crypto as as a hobby but then one thing led to another, everything converged and it just kind of, it feels like a storybook. It feels like a movie. Yeah. And it's, it's fa- Isn't it a fascinating technology? Like I've been interviewing so many people in the crypto space and the blockchain space. And it's just like, we're, we're on the verge of so many different technological things right now from digital currency. And sorry, we got my, uh, yeah, what's up dog. <laughs> that's my little buddy there. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah. we got uh, so many things converging right now from artificial intelligence to blockchain to, you know, these new fintech technologies around blockchain and what's happening in crypto. I mean, this is an amazing time to be alive. Yeah, internet was around for decades. And Zuck was the guy who made it ubiquitous. He really, I, th- I think he's the one who made everyone put their lives on the internet and start communicating on the internet. So I think that Sam and Everpedia can do for crypto what Facebook did for internet. Mm-hmm. And IQ, because Steemit was almost there. Steemit was the first blockchain project to get mass users and traction. Yeah. It wasn't scalable. It wasn't built on the right proper technological scale. So now they have a community, but, but uh, it's kind of like the friendster of crypto. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to build the crypto Facebook and get something so that Everyone can increase IQ. Everyone can go on one of our many platforms and impart knowledge, vote on knowledge. Uh, so I think it's exciting stuff. Yeah. And your, so your roles there is shifting a little bit. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So now I'm an advisor. And uh, what, I've, what I've taken up as my day job right now is... Uh, I'm the entrepreneur in residence at Munker Capital. Okay. So if anybody wants any sugar, come, come, uh, come knocking on my door. Just make sure you have your company's Everpedia. Make, <laughs> make a nice tricked out Everpedia for your company before you come to me for money. Because, I mean, come on. <laughs> Use your common sense. What do I want to see? <laughs> and what, uh, what kind of companies are, or investments are you looking at? Anything. So Mucker Capital, Mucker Capital is who funded Everpedia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been a mentor for them since 2013. They're basically the chill YC. So they're trying to be way more chill. Uh, They don't take any set number of companies. They just kind of do it as a rolling process. But they know the deal. They know the market. Guy out, Will and Eric, who started it, are both deep uh, Silicon Valley veterans. And there was a reason they decided to come to LA. Like LA is kind of becoming the Alterna Valley 
Mm-hmm. And I, I prefer SF. Like I just, you know, for the food and stuff. So for me, it's kind of sad, but we've got some cool tech stuff going on here, especially with, with crypto. Yeah. I've been hearing the term uh, Silicon beach to kind of describe that like Venice, Santa Monica area. Yeah, um, so I think of Silicon beach as being Venice and like Snapchat being there, mm-hmm. but then crypto beach is for North. We live in more like the, uh, suburban, suburban unhip part, but it's, it's hip to us. And we've got a lot of, a lot of the EOS based companies like sense, the sense office is a couple blocks away. So we are a family and it's a lot, a lot of fun building something new. Nice. And so what's the scene? So like, just in general, like, what are you seeing the difference between San Francisco and LA? Um, was it, uh, was it cause were you living in the Bay area for a while or what was your situation? Uh, well, I went to Stanford for law school and I've always loved the Bay area. Like when we first got money for Everpedia, we actually looked at the house where they built Facebook <laughs> And, uh, we were, we were about to take it, but it was just a little bit too high of rent. Of course. Uh, but then <laughs> we got involved with all the crypto stuff and it made more sense to stay in LA. So I never got my dream to come true. You know, my, my goal is just to go back to Palo Alto or San Francisco or something and get to use the Stanford gym. Uh, and then, you know, one of the reasons I think there's a geographic distance is with blockchain stuff, the plan seems to be to destroy the centralized internet. Mm-hmm. Some people in the centralized internet seem to be showing love, but are they like, are they trying to co-opt us? Like the, the $10 million question is, is someone going to destroy Facebook or is Facebook just going to co-opt whatever someone else builds like they did with Snapchat? Yeah. And it's a great question. I, I got to see what happens. You know, like I'm, I'm a Hegelian, so I like to believe in, you know, thesis, antithesis, and coming together to form a synthesis. So uh, even though I'm known for starting beef, I, I'm also, uh, I like, I'm, I'm trying to be known for starting alliances. Awesome. Well, I mean, you brought up a good point, and this has been a major concern of mine as well, is like, what, at what point does blockchain tech and crypto, like what happens if it gets co-opted and corrupted and, you know, it could be used to do a lot of crazy things because it's an immutable record. So, you know, like a social credit score, kind of like what China's doing, um, for example, like that probably wouldn't be a great thing for most Americans. Um, you know, if everything you ever did on the internet, like followed you around, which, personally is something that you're potentially experiencing because of what's on Wikipedia and everything. Like, as you said earlier, like it doesn't feel good. It's embarrassing. Um, so the blockchain unfortunately could be used to like, Oh, this person did this one thing at one point in time, you know, 10 years ago, it's like, is that how we're going to forever judge people because they did one thing that, you know, at the time we disagreed on them with it or whatever, or I don't, I'm not trying to hide my Sasha Baron Cohen or whatever. I I think all those experiences should be preserved. My mission in life, I feel is kind of to get people to come out of their privacy Mm -hmm. and to embrace digital real estate. Like I'm Persian. So Persians are really into physical real estate. Like Persians are physiocrats where they think that wealth is physical real estate and i've obviously abhorred this mentality my entire life 
which is why I've embraced digital real estate. Like I, I was one of Facebook's first power users. Mm-hmm. And I instantly realized like I care more about being famous on Facebook than I care about having a nice car or a nice house. And like even before crypto, digital real estate is becoming very, very valuable. Like if you have an Instagram account with 5 million followers, that's, yep. that's worth more than even having a $10 million mansion. And then crypto is going to make that even more real. I think crypto is finally going to create a parity between physical real estate and digital real estate. And part of that is the digital reality is going to be more and more real. Like right now, people who like, I, I, you know, I meet someone cool and I'm like, yo, let me get your Everpedia started. And they're like, oh, I'm not sure I want an Everpedia. Like I want to live in anonymity. And it's like, I was a history major, you know? So like, why would you just want to be forgotten? Is it the whole purpose of the, the whole reason we're alive is to make an impact and to change society. So if you're just forgotten and you're not part of the digital, the digital world, then you're not an intellectual. Mm-hmm. I've been spending like pretty much most of my life trying to craft what shows up when you, you search for me, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I had, I even had a situation where now when you start to type my name into Google, my name and alt right starts to auto correct into there. And I'm like, like, what the hell? Like I'm, I'm pretty far to the left. Like I do have some libertarian values, but like, I'm pretty much a progressive in most things. Like I voted for Bernie, like, you know, like I, so it's just like, what the hell is Google doing? You know, like auto correcting when people type my name into, you know, alt right. It's just like, but you know what I did? I went on my medium account and I wrote Trent Lipinski alt right and made that the title. And then it's a whole article about how I'm not. So, um, because I know that, you know, it was probably because of some of the stuff I had written on medium that got me that in the first place and people were trying to troll me or whatever. And so I just was like, all right, I'll play the game. Like, if you're going to make that one of the first things that shows up when people try to search for me, like I'm going to be the top result and I'm going to set the record straight. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Like I have a lot of, I'm not, I'm certainly not pro Trump, uh, but like I have a lot of pro Trump fans just because I guess that I like to be kind of like weird on Twitter. Uh, but one thing, uh, one of my, our nicknames for Everpedia is the man-made Google. Like Google is just this machine that spits people, people Google living, you know, living people for their biography all the time. And it's this machine that spits out stuff and always puts the word, at least for me, it would always put the worst stuff first. Always. It seems. So I wanted to own my Google. That's one of the reasons I wanted a Wikipedia and ended up uh, getting involved in Everpedia. Well, and it's not just the worst stuff. Some of it's just not true. <laughs> like, I mean, no one's name should be associated with terms that are have nothing to do with them, um, especially ones that are like loaded and kind of have a meaning, but like don't really have a meaning. Uh, that's that's not right, especially when they're associated with like racism and things that are I, are not associated with me in any shape or form. Um, so, and you can see that even from you know the podcast and all my writing and all my work, like watch any of this show. Like I love talking to people from all walks of life. Like everyone is welcome. Um, and 
it'll always be that way. So, um, you know, whatever these tech companies, man, they've just, what the hell is wrong with them? Well, I, I think that Everpedia can be used. So, so one thing about Wikipedia is that the editing is anonymous Mm -hmm. and you're not allowed to edit your own page. Yeah. illustrates a lot of celebrities and stuff, but then you could even end up doing it. Nobody knows. But then with us, we give authorship with the blockchain stuff. We're giving tokenized authorship to the edits. Mm-hmm. So for celebrities, we can give verified accounts. Yep. So like one of the earliest celebrities, we uh, like celebrity investors we pitched was Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg, we, he didn't end up investing yet. You know, we're still updating him and stuff. But the reason he was into it is because he was frustrated that he can't edit his own Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And now we're launching something called EP Insider. It's kind of like Genius has a YouTube channel called Verified. So it's basically straight up just going to be celebrity interviews. And the, the subject of the interview is basically always the person's life. Nice. No, that's awesome. I mean, we've needed something like this to happen for a while. It's, uh, I don't know, like, like I said, there, we're, we're reaching this kind of weird point uh, with, you know, the centralized tech industry. And I, I'm glad that there's now an alternative that's coming uh, and that these things are starting to develop and we're starting to see what a decentralized internet can look like. Well, let's see if Silicon Valley follows suit. Like, so, you know, Facebook, the cool thing is like Zuck wrote this screed and he seems really emotional, but then like the Facebook coin and introducing the payment crypto payments only on WeChat seems very half-assed and the blockchain team that they're putting together seems very lackluster. But one thing that really excited me was uh, Twitter saying that they're going to use the uh, Lightning Network to implement Bitcoin payments. That's interesting. Kind of reawakened the Bitcoin uh, maximalist. You know, the the whole the thing that originally got me into crypto was Bitcoin. So I used to for a long time I was a Bitcoin maximalist, and then now sometimes uh, with with the with the crypto uh, with the Twitter announcement. Sometimes I feel like the Bitcoin maximalist is rearing its ugly head. once again. Well, well, Dorsey is full in on crypto and he's also the CEO of square and they're also full in on it as well. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a matter of time before we see, you know, we see some kind of crossing of that happening with Twitter and what's happening at square. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a weird situation to even have a financial company that has the same CEO as a social network at the same time. And they're two different companies. Um, it's, it's just kind of bizarre, but, uh, cause then you've got, you know, guys like Zuckerberg who obviously they just do everything under one company. Um, whereas, you know, Dorsey's trying to kind of do the like Pixar, Apple, Steve jobs thing, but I, they're, Twitter at the end of the day can be used as a payment platform. So like Twitter is almost kind could be a competitor to square. So it's kind of a weird thing where, you know, they've got two companies. He's the CEO of two different companies that could actually work together. Um, and I don't know what the legality of that is or what that looks like. It's confusing stuff, but uh, for me, it's exciting because the, the ultimate vision of, 
uh, IQ is to if is if the IQ token could be re- used to reward social networks as well. Mm-hmm. So like anyone, imagine if like you know you you write something on Reddit that blows up and everyone ro- loves it, your IQ goes up. Yeah, if you have a tweet with you know thousands of retweets, your IQ goes up. So that's a cool that's concept. Like my fairy tale fantasy. And I like, I like the word too. You know, all, all these things are as brands. So our brand is IQ. And yeah. like, you know, ever since I was a little kid, everyone would always be like, like, you know, my parents would be like, oh, we should give you an IQ test. We need to see if you have a high IQ. So like people, even, even though like, it's like the origins of it are like, like, you know, anthropological pseudoscience from the 19th century, but yeah. for branding, I like it. I like the, I like the idea of having a cryptocurrency called IQ. Well, and it changes the definition of what it means too. And it, it makes it something even a little more positive. Cause I mean, they've done analysis, like those IQ tests are so biased and like they're culturally biased and they're targeted to, you know, to certain like, people within the population to get a good score and they're not designed for anyone else to get a good score. Um, cause how you ask the question matters. Yeah. We're democratizing, you know, your, your IQ on a test shouldn't matter, but how many tokens you have, at least it measures something that is yeah. quantifiable. Yep. And so I've got to, uh, I've got to ask you since this is the hack noon podcast, what is some time in your life you've had to hack something? Yeah, well, so it's a very, very interesting question. Uh, I think the hack that I'm the most infamous for is my How to Steal from Whole Foods article, <laughs> uh, which got me into trouble with Whole Foods and VCs. But uh, your question reminds me of the question they ask you, or they used to ask you on the y, y Combinator application, which is what your non-technical hack is. Mm-hmm. And I actually got to answer that one for when Rap Genius applied. And it was, uh, I call it uh, cold, or no, I call it hot cinnamon. Or or no, no, cinnamon tea. What you do is you go to Starbucks and you get a venti hot water. Then you go to the, the like condiment bar and you unscrew the top to the cinnamon and you throw in a dollop of cinnamon. And then you stir it a lot. And then you're drinking a cinnamon tea and it's free. It's the best drink at Starbucks. And it's free. <laughs> and so you got to go back with me on the, on the whole foods hack. Can you go? Paul, into- Graham, Paul Graham actually told us he loved our non-technical hack. And that's the reason he accepted rap genius into Y Combinator. <laughs> so what, what was, the, I, I, I'm, I can't let you off the hook here. So what was the whole foods hack itself? The Starbucks one's fascinating as well. Yeah. So the, the whole foods made, uh, it was on thought catalog and whole foods made thought catalog, take down the article. But then if you search the article on Everpedia, we have screenshots. Okay. So you can read it. And it's, I was, I was just trying to be funny. I'm the best customer whole foods has ever had. <laughs> I was just trying to write something viral. And uh, it was, it was supposed to be a play on Tao Lin's book, how to steal from American apparel. Okay. And the tips I give, you know, I say like, uh, eat, eat food at the hot bar while you're making your salad. Like, <laughs> uh, if you're, you know, get the organic almonds and say that they're conventional. <laughs> so, Got it. It wasn't anything. I think that's the reason why Jeff Bezos bought Whole Foods. It's because <laughs> it felt bad that Whole Foods like lashed out at me so hard. 
<laughs> ever since ever since uh, Bezos bought them, the security guards have been way more chill. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. So, do you have any uh, final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, I'm hoping. So, you know, we do a, a Hacker Noon uh, featured blogger mm-hmm. every day on Everpedia. Awesome, and it's so great that Hacker Noon's ranks are growing. You know, obviously, I've, I've written for Hacker Noon. My best interview of all time was with Reza Jaffery on Hacker Noon, along along with our podcast uh, today. And I believe so much in this company. You know, Gary Tan is an investor. You know, mm-hmm. shout out to Gary Tan, one of the giants who's trying to uh, you know synthesize the SV world and the crypto world. Yeah, he's been amazing to us and helped us a lot. Yeah, and fuck Medium. Medium needs to just roll over and kiss Hacker Noon's ass because this is the best publication that's ever been on Medium. <laughs> Anything they're doing that's misbehaving, I'm sure everyone's got Hacker Noon's back. By the uh, by, the time this episode airs, we may not even be on Medium anymore. So Hell yeah. <laughs> Medium is not the message. Yeah. To paraphrase Marshall. Hacker Noon is now the message, so... There you are. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, the centralized behemoths. Hit me up on, on Messenger and Twitter. Those are, and Telegram. Telegram is like the, the, the hippie one for me. All right. Username? Uh, Mahboud Mouradin. Okay, cool. And obviously they can find you on Everpedia as well. And unfortunately on Wikipedia. <laughs> Until I get it deleted. Yeah, if you're a Wikipedia <laughs> moderator, please delete my page. Because like, <laughs> me not having a page started a whole movement that's going to change you. <laughs> well, again, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Trent. Yeah, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, thanks, G. All right, take care. This concludes another episode of the Hacker Noon Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Lipinski. Please don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on social media. You can also find us at hackernoon.com and podcast.hackernoon.com for more episodes. Thank you for listening.